0: AT&T Fiber, Live Like a Gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
1: Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about a social reformer who held strong to her beliefs even when they were unpopular. She helped to create a welfare system that lasted for decades after her death. Meet Beatrice Webb. Beatrice Potter was born on January 22, 1858, in Standish, England. She had politics in her blood. Her grandfather was a Liberal Party member who played a direct role in the Reform Act of 1832. That act was a revolutionary set of changes that gave the people more parliamentary representation. Beatrice was well-read from an early age in the works of the leading British sociologists and philosophers of her time. Beatrice's mother passed away in 1882. Later that year, Beatrice started a romance with the radical politician Joseph Chamberlain. The pair never married. Beatrice valued her independence and often intellectually clashed with Chamberlain over the course of their four-year relationship. After that, the partnership fell apart. Beatrice then started the work that would inform her later career choices. First, she took over her older sister's position as a voluntary rent collector at a model dwellings company, a business that sought to improve housing conditions for the working class. Then, she helped her cousin conduct a massive survey of London's slums, which would eventually become a 17-volume study. Beatrice continued her research, all the while shaping her political and economic theories. She made major contributions to the Cooperative Movement, which suggested that people should organize behind one economic goal. In 1891, Beatrice published The Cooperative Movement in Great Britain, in which she argued for what she called Cooperative Federalism. In 1891, Beatrice published The Cooperative Movement in Great Britain. In it, she argued for what she called cooperative federalism. A year later, in 1892, Beatrice's father died. Her inheritance allowed Beatrice to more deeply pursue her research. She married Sidney Webb, a man who she'd hired years earlier to help her with her research, and their relationship lasted the rest of their lives. In stark contrast to her earlier romance, Beatrice wrote that every passing year deepened the love she and Sidney shared. The relationship between Sidney and Beatrice was as much a research and political partnership as it was a romantic coupling. The duo joined the Fabian Society, an organization dedicated to non-radically bringing about democratic socialism. With the support of that organization, Beatrice and Sidney published political pamphlets, including the history of trade unionism and industrial democracy. When the Fabian Society received an unexpected windfall donation, They used it to found the London School of Economics and Political Science. Beatrice herself was among the original founders. In 1902, Beatrice became a vegetarian for health reasons, but she took that idea and ran with it. She started an intellectual salon for vegetarians and became vice president of the National Food Reform Association. Around that same time, Beatrice wrote one of her most influential works. For several years, she'd been a member of the Royal Commission on the Poor Laws and Relief of Distress, which was tasked with writing a report about state welfare. Though the commission was led by people appointed by a conservative government, Beatrice was in charge of writing the dissenting minority report. In her report, Beatrice conceived a welfare system that would secure a national minimum of civilized life open to all alike of both sexes and all classes. This system, imagined in 1909, would become the basis for the United Kingdom's welfare system for decades. Beatrice's work didn't stop there. She and her husband went on to found The New Statesman, a weekly political publication that featured the most prominent philosophers, economists, and politicians of the time. The pair collaborated on many pieces of writing, and Beatrice campaigned in support of her husband in 1922, helping him win a parliamentary seat. Ten years later, in 1932, Beatrice was the first woman to be elected as a Fellow of the British Academy. When Beatrice and Sydney were in their 70s, they pursued writing what would become their most controversial work. They spent two months researching in the Soviet Union. While Beatrice had previously criticized the cruelty of Russian communism, as well as Italian fascism, three years after spending time there, The couple wrote a book entitled Soviet Communism, A New Civilization. In this work, Sidney and Beatrice seemed to turn away from their preference for non-radical reforms. The book drew criticism from historians and economists alike. Even some of Beatrice and Sidney's own family members took opposing stances. Beatrice passed away in 1943, before the welfare state was officially established but her influence lived on and the system she imagined remained the primary basis for British law until the 1980s. As always, we're taking a break for the weekend, but tune in on Monday to hear the story of another beautiful mind. We'll be talking about a legendary, prolific author and thinker. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you on Monday!
0: Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.